This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey guys, it's Lisa Stanley, your Renta Yenta. Welcome to What Goes On Around Here. And on today's show, we've got the talented actor. Marissa Jarrett Winokur, best known for her Tony-winning role, Tracy Turnblad, in Broadway's Hairspray. She's got a new project at Netflix and is here to tell us all about it. Hi, Marissa Jarrett Winokur. Hi. <laughs> oh, just, hi, how's it going? <laughs> Welcome to What Goes On Around Here. Uh, I'm the Renta Yenta that uh, carries the show, but now I got another Yenta with yeah. me, which is fantastic. I was like, wait, I'm the Renta Yenta. I don't know. You're adorable is what you are. I mean, honest to God. Born in New York, your mom a teacher, your dad an architect, yeah. and you went the complete opposite way. Yeah. I was like, look at me, look at me, look at me instead. Yeah. I definitely went the other way. My mom my mom was just more of a stay-home mom. Stay, you know, definitely more of a stay-home mom. She would say that she was a teacher, but she kind of was more just teaching me because I was a child, right? Were you the only but, child? No, I was one of four. Oh, Lord. I know. I know. And and I was a total mistake. Like, I was a to- My parents were, were done. One? Yes. And they were done having kids. My older brother, 16 years older than me. Oh, wow. And, like, they went off and traveled and left me with my brothers my whole childhood like they did not raise me I love them so much but they did not raise me well maybe that was a good thing yeah <laughs> I did because I needed I needed attention so badly that I'd be like well I'm in a show so if you if I do that will you come home and they wouldn't like they would be in like Portugal they're like just videotape it and how come they didn't take you well, they did once. They took me and my sister once to Amsterdam with them. And then, I'm not even joking, you know how you can get bumped from the airplanes? Yes. So my sister, my parents, we got bumped. Two of us got bumped. Two of us didn't. They sent me and my sister alone home on an airplane. And then they stayed and flew alone back. And I think about that now, like having it, because I have a, an 11-year-old son now. And I'm like, I couldn't imagine not being like, well, one parent goes with one child and the other. But no, they like went back and like drank champagne and were like, well, they'll We'll just have them meet us at the airport. We sat in the airport by ourselves waiting for them to come like five hours later. Is it wrong for me to say I love your parents? Yeah, no. Is that so crazy? Like, it's so insane. No, no, no. I mean, that's Hutzpah at its finest. Absolutely. And kind of like a reverse uh, of the Home Alone movie. Oh, totally. They were were like, please leave. They wanted to leave us alone. They meant to leave us. They're like, why did you come with us? Yeah. So so now I understand why you say growing up you were an overachiever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what does that mean? What what did you overachieve? Well, I mean, listen, I'm an overachiever even to this day. I'm like if I'm going to eat a bag of chips, I'm going to eat four bags of chips. Like I'm going to take I'm going I'm like I don't do anything half ass. Like I'm literally like either all in or all out. So um everything I, I mean, I think if I start to do something. It's like if I'm like, oh, I'm going to paint one side of like the wall needs to be painted. I'm like, well, now the whole house needs to be painted. Like I don't, I, there's like, I'm all extremes. I mean, it's definitely like a thing where I meet new people. They're like, wow, you're just too much. I I, I don't know if we can be friends. I, like you're just a lot, you know? And then like by like the end of lunch, they're like, okay, this is great. You're going to change my whole life for me. I'm like, yes, we're going to go in. I'm going to get you fake hair and you're going to be beautiful again. Oh yeah. man, I, you'd be yeah. my best friend because I'm pretty much the same yeah. way. I think it's a little OCD we have. Just Total, a little yeah. bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, God, you were a busy girl uh, in high school. Uh, cheerleading, I captain like, of yes, a soccer I team. Well, I didn't know what you were you? talking about. I was like, who told you I was? <laughs> I didn't mean that, but... But it's no. okay. We're all grown up now. No, you were a cheerleader, yeah. and this is what she means by overachieving people. She not only was a cheerleader, because I was a cheerleader, that takes a lot of time, yes. a lot of work, but then you decide at the same time you're going to be captain of a soccer team? Yeah, well, I I only became a cheerleader because it felt like, well, that was the right thing to do, because of that was how you're going to date boys. Like, 
I'm, I'm going to. I, I did it. I mean, to meet absolutely. Boys. Like I was like, well, that's where all my friends were, so I have to do that. But I grew up playing soccer. I loved soccer, so like I would have let my my dad down if I like had given up on soccer. I remember like you mean the dad that left you at yeah, the airport yeah, alone. The dad who like didn't care about me unless I was playing soccer or on stage. Let's be let's be perfectly clear. Like the only the first you know the best thing was being an actress. The second best thing would be like a professional soccer player. Which by the way, I'm always been overweight, so that was never going to be my like goal. You know, being a soccer player. But I did. And I think I probably was the captain of the soccer team just because I was the loudest, right? So how are they going to not? And I was the most, you know, inspiring. Vibacious. Like, I was well. like, well, we can beat anybody. And I and I remember what was so crazy was, though, because I was an actress, as long, you know, I wanted to be an actress when I grew up, I would wear this, like, insane mouth guard. Like, you know, like how football players So that wear, you wouldn't get your teeth so I was Because I was scared of getting, like, my teeth well, broken. Well, what, what age did you decide you wanted to be an, an actress? Act- oh, like, when I was, like, eight years old. I was like, I'm going to be a Broadway star. And what what prompted that for you? Did you see something on Broadway or how did that... I was listening to albums of Ethel Merman because my parents would like buy me like they would go to tag sales and they would buy all like Broadway show tunes. You know, you kind of sing like her. I do. I mean, I really am. Like, I feel you like really I'm, do have I could that be big this. voice. Yeah. I mean, you guys, I'm, I'm, I'm in the other room I'm, and I'm talking into this mic. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> you guys have no idea. I'm literally 35 feet away from this microphone, everybody. Um and I would, my dad would just bring home things from tag sales. And I'm like, and I lived in New York, so I was able to go see musicals and stuff. But in high school, I was so scared of getting my teeth knocked out that I'd have this crazy mouth guard. So I was like more just scary because I would like run up to get the ball and be like, <laughs> like no other girls wore mouth guards. So I was crazy. Darth Vader no, coming on the I was field. insane. Exactly. <laughs> but I loved being a cheerleader because that was just fun. But and now, I liked boys. the way you're describing your high school experience sounds pretty good to me. But yet you say you were bullied. What? No, no, no. I don't know if I said I was bullied. That I, might, I, mean, I did read somewhere that I was where you, bullied. Yeah. I think here's the thing. You probably read something where I said like, oh, I wanted to do because I, I think that sometimes people assume that, like, I remember doing Dancing with the Stars, let's be clear. They would be like, ladies and gentlemen, the plus-size dancer. And I'd be I like, don't remember them oh, my calling God. you that. Oh, yeah, totally. It was amazing. They would be like, I know, we totally just went off of high school right now, but I'm going to this moment. Go. But they would be like, the Olympic gold medalist, the NFL superstar, the plus-size dancer. Like, and I would literally be backstage being like, are you kidding me? Like, how about Tony Award-winning actress? But, like, how about was, that? I know, but, but so... I'm sure that, like, storylines happen on reality shows. Like, I don't really remember being bullied, so there might be stories. I remember them be- everybody being like, is this, like, going to the prom? I was like, yeah, I went to, like, 20 proms. But, like, okay, if that's where we're going with this. You know, like, re- reality TV sometimes takes stories where they want to take them, and then you just kind of go along with it because, like, you're just part of the show. I'm still trying to get over you were introduced as, as a plus-size plus dancer. No, I mean, yeah. I know no. Dina Katz pretty well. Oh, I love Dina Katz. And like, I'm really and, bummed to and, hear that. No, no, no. And 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 in fairness, it was never like live on the show. It was like at, during on rehearsal? Like, or it would be like on E.T. or on Good Morning America or like when they would be introducing us there. It was never on ABC proper. So well, not for nothing, but I'm yeah. sitting across from you and I would never call you a plus size. Oh, my God. I, I wouldn't. I mean, here's the truth. I mean, you're I not was, skinny. I'm no, not going to lie. Oh, no, no, no. We're not We're not kidding anybody. I was also 50 pounds lighter when I did Dancing with the Stars. Is what's and always, they called you plus size always makes then? me laugh because I'm like, how are you? But you know what? I am plus, like it's all plus size. Like who cares about sizes? And like being plus size I mean, is amazing. You look good to me. And thank you. I'm absolutely plus size. Like let's be perfectly really? clear. Because yes. honestly, you look fabulous. I'm also just five feet tall. But right. like being plus size is beautiful. It's all the whole like stigma behind any of it. Like it's like it doesn't even matter. It wasn't the plus size dancer did it, did, that made did me your mad. Weight, did your weight stop or inhibit you from any roles or anything no. like that? Oh no, my weight has never stopped me from anything. From 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 the you know from the start of like I always like I'm, I mean I was always chubby but I'm definitely at my heaviest now but like who cares um, it's like I'm telling you oh you got a body dysmorphia so, no, you do no not. I have a skill <laughs> I, I have the, <laughs> I have that the scale I'm away. like I have the numbers I can tell you 
through all my numbers and I am the heaviest I've ever been. That's not a that's not a disorder, everybody. But like, I, that's not like what I like. That's not who my what my spirit is. It doesn't actually. I've never sure doesn't. I've been eighty pounds lighter and I've been this weight and I literally feel exactly the same. So it weight is is literally just the number on the scale, which is exactly more than I've ever weighed. So that much is not dysmorphia. Well, I'll t- I'll tell you, me too. Something happens when you get a certain age where where somebody comes into your house and adjusts that scale to go to go the wrong way. Maybe that's what it is. And it's the same guy who goes into your closet and shrinks Mm. all your clothes. It's the same guy. You know what I think is so funny? It's actually not even my clothes. It's like when I put on a pair of underwear and I'm like... Well, I don't remember these being so small. I must have used to wear smaller panties. That's like, no, your butt is so much bigger that the panties don't fit. I'm here but to it, tell you yeah. that, that my panties yeah. were getting small, too. It, well, maybe you wore smaller panties when you were younger no, to feel sexy. No, I think sexy. the shrinking fairy has the been shrink- in my drawers. I think the styles Literally. have changed and we now wear, <laughs> I think it's more in style now to wear boy shorts as underwear than it, it used to be well, when I'm, I first I'm got married. Well, I'm going with that. Yes, me too. All right, so what uh, was your first gig and how old were you? Oh. Oh, you guys, my first gig, this is my favorite. I was um, in a musical that would like travel around. the. It was like I was 17 and you'd go into high school. So here's already now. I'm in high school traveling around other high schools to teach them about nutrition and sex ed, right? So I was a singing piece of poop. Well, it was really a singing piece of fiber, but I had a song that literally was like, I'm going to sing you the first first because it's so funny. So now imagine 17-year-old Marissa wanting to just be loved and accepted and going into other people's high schools, her neighboring high schools, and singing Fiber Song. The Fiber Song went like this. Fiber, gotta keep it moving. I'm fiber. Keep the line clean. I'm fiber. Gotta keep it moving. I'm a scraping, scrubbing, rotor, rooter machine. And then I would break dance with a hard hat. (laughs) You guys, I literally break danced with a hard hat as like, I'm getting through, I'm getting into you, I'm getting the poop out. That is what, that is no joke, that is all true. And The fact that you remember that 20 some years later, come on. I remember, and then I was like, dino kid, and I was like a baby dinosaur that like wanted to find his way. I was a rainbow dinosaur and I didn't know where I came from. And then I was a dancing piece of okra, and I had a show called Okra Winfrey, and I was teaching kids about vegetables. <laughs> you guys, it was so, my first real, right. real. Okay, but what by the was way, your first real paying job? Well, hey, I got paid tons did they pay for that. You to be poop. I got paid to be poop. I got paid to be poop. I got paid to be okra. I got paid to be a little dinosaur baby. How much I, money did they pay to be poop? Like like a thousand dollars a week, which was like insane. Like I want you to know that when I got my first Broadway show, which was Grease on Broadway, um, it was. And I got paid literally almost the same amount as I got paid as traveling as poop. I mean, I should have just stuck with that gig because it was so much stress. Had no stress. I I didn't have to like go to rehearsal to be poop. And you cleaned out every day. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) Kept everything moving. So Um, what was your first Broadway musical? Grease was my first Broadway musical. And then I stayed in that show for four years because... Everybody would leave, and I would keep playing, like, where are you going? They're like, well, I want to... Who were you, Rizzo? I was Jan, but thank you. Okay. (laughs) Rizzo's were, like, was, like, Lucy Lawless, and, you know, everybody would come through, like, all the big stars. And I was Jan, which was, like, the cute, funny, chubby, pink lady. And um, I stayed in that show for four years because, like, why would you leave a Broadway show? And I was really young. Like, that's how I got my equity card. And um, How old were you? Uh, tw- I wasn't 21 yet. I celebrated, so I was 20. I was 20. So did Hairspray come right after that? No. So then, no, isn't that crazy? So I did that for four years, and then I moved out to Los Angeles, and I got... I literally came out to LA for my friend for Lucy Lawless's wedding and I was like, Oh, this is amazing. Like you can do TV and film. I had no idea about TV and film. It was not I just wanted to be a Broadway star. And um I got a job, like one of my first movies was like I think it was Teaching Mrs. Tingle or one of those like I think it was Teaching Mrs. Tingle, which was Helen Mirren and Katie Holmes, wow. and I was like blink blink, what oh my god, right? And I got like three weeks on the movie because I had one line in the classroom and I was like, You get paid how much to do a movie? Like 
I literally lived in a two bedroom with six girls starring in a Broadway show in Greece. And then I came out to LA and was like, I'm making the same amount for three weeks in six months that I would take for six months on Broadway. So I absolutely was like, I'm staying here. And let's be clear, I was the first, like the only chubby girl in LA at that time. Like literally. So like I worked on TV and film and thought like, I'll go back to Broadway someday. But they would also put out like craft services that they don't do in New York on Broadway, you know? And I was like, wait, we get like a whole buffet of food like twice a day. I'm never leaving. <laughs> so hairspray happened after all of that. Okay, so you stayed out here for how long before hairspray? Um, like three years. Three years. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, five, like four years before it opened. But, but yeah. you originated the role, I right? Did, of Tracy, of Turnblad. Tracy Turnblad mm-hmm. on Broadway. I was the first person to audition. And there's, uh, and that was uh, you took a Tony. She got I a did. Tony for that in 2003, I right? I took that. Come Tony. on, you took that Tony. Oh, I. I uh, yeah. For leading actress, I'd like to add. Thank you. But here's what I want uh, to talk about, because no one knew this at the time. You were diagnosed with cervical cancer yeah. when you got the role in Hairspray, yeah. and you were panicked that they would find out, as I would have been, Absolutely. and fired you. Yeah. So how did you deal with all that? Well, the only good side of that was was that we were doing the readings of Hairspray. So the the when you do a reading of a show, it's like one time every six months. So we had two years of come in, we work on it for two weeks and then in six months we'll work on it again and the writers write it and we say like, oh, what is it missing? You know, it's a real, you really work out the show. So it was during, it was like in the in that time, it wasn't like I found out while I was in rehearsal for the show to open. So, so it was in that <clears throat> six months of not. Exactly. Okay. In that six months of like, we're not really doing anything, you know. Um, and I found out and I was absolutely terrified because I was like if they find out in this even in like the workshop process that I have cancer and I had uterine and cervical at the time and they were like if we find out I'm like they'll absolutely they've already are trying to find a different Tracy like that's an easy way to be like let's what, cut her. What do you her. mean back up? What do you mean they were already trying to find a different for Tracy? For the two years that I was doing the workshops they were like well the first girl that auditioned can't be our girl so they would do open call auditions like Every city had a call. Like, everybody was auditioning. They were like, eh, I guess Marissa's still the best. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, during the last reading, and we opened on Broadway, like, three months later, there were literally, like, posters all over New York. Are you the next Tracy Turnblad? And I was like, um, yeah, I am. Like, there would be posters everywhere. Wow. But so, I had cancer, and I literally just kind of was like, I don't have time for this. Honestly, it was probably, in looking back now in my life, it... I definitely have a whole perspective of thank God that happened then because I had such a my brought my literally my life's dreams and goals were about to happen so I didn't have time to even feel sorry for myself I was like a warrior I had to fight it I had to get better and and I didn't tell any of the producers I didn't tell anybody in the cast um, mostly because I didn't want them to fire me or be like oh no I worried and then when I started doing the show and I was like oh now I have a platform I could talk about it I hadn't even dealt with it yet you know what I mean like it happened fast so I hadn't even thought about like oh I can't give birth to a child oh, all these things that were going to definitely affect me later on in life I just was like I'll bury all those feelings and do my lifelong goals and you have an 11 year old son and it was via surrogate yes, correct yes so that's cool I mean yeah. thank God for, for, for these science yes. I, you know when that was, I mean it's, yes. we're jumping but like I had a son we had a surrogate we were able to I still had my ovaries so we were able to remove my eggs so we were able to have you know a a biological child, which my sister adopted. I mean, everybody, anyway, if you want to be a mom, you can be a mom. For sure. There's no right, like, there's no better way. Like, if you, what, and I believe that whatever child you have is meant meant to be. be. Like, so I even believe my cancer is why it was all set to set up to to have this child. Meant to be, I agree. And you're fine now, right? Yeah. Healthy and It's going to be, this is 19 years in December. I know that's how, I just looked at my friend who's like, oh, we're old. That was 19 (laughs) years ago, Gwen. Yes, that was 19 years ago. All right, so you you do, how many years did you do uh, for the first time around with Hairspray? The first time around with Hairspray, so I had done the workshops for two years. So I jumped right in, did the first year, and during that year, it obviously now, I'm like, I mean, I want to say at the time I was one of the very first like chubby actresses to like come on the scene to be like, I'm a leading lady. And 100 percent, you know, like and and at the same time, um, 
uh, Nia Vardolis was doing my Big Fat Creek wedding. So, like, the two of us were literally doing press. It was like the world was like, yes, we love these women. You know, it was a great time. So, at that time, I did it one year because then I had a deal with ABC and they were like, the minute you get out of, like, the minute your deal is done, you're coming to us and we're going to give you all this money and develop a TV show for you. And I was like, I'm in, you know? Um, and then, of course, like, nobody does But their you jobs did come and out and you did do a I plethora did. of TV. Yes, and then I came I mean, back. You exactly. Did. You did voiceovers, yes. movies. Everything. everything. I say, I say no. I say yes to every job. Yeah, Yeah. that's how I am. That's how I am, too. Uh, Then you got a job. This is so interesting to me. I read you got a job playing you. Yeah. Okay. And at what point did some TV executive call you and tell you you need to change your entire look? But you were you. Oh, I love this one. Okay. I was like, I didn't know where we were doing this. So this wasn't an acting job. This was one of my hosting jobs. I love, you really dove in. So <laughs> this is like, I mean, it's one of those weird things that happens in Hollywood, right? Like they were like, we love. I've never heard of this happening. Okay. So, Ever. so I did Dancing with the Stars and then I had this deal with Sony to do my own talk show and that was great. But then they did a deal with Dr. Oz. So my talk show went away because they only did one show that year, which was fine. I got all the money. My son was born that year and I was like, oh, thank God. Right. So then like, no, like I, believe that everything always happens happens for for a reason and I have no regrets and all good so I get this job to host dance your ass off and I'm the host I'm hi I'm Marissa Jarrett Winoker here to host dance your ass off um I mean like they know what they're hiring this is me I'm me right so about I want to say six episodes in they were like so maybe you're gonna also go on a diet I was like oh that's cool I'll do it and also I want to straight up be though I first started that job thinking I was going to be like a mentor in the house, being like, I'm going through what you're going through. Like, let's do this together. And that's how it was pitched to me. And then I was like, you know, the chubby girl in the tightest dress possible being like, let's see how much weight you lost. And just being like jealous and have envious of the girls that were losing the weight. I was like, oh, you lost six pounds this week. What does that feel like? You know, <laughs> like, so, so an executive came to me, not, not the production staff of 495, because they were actually amazing. But them from, it was at the time it was at Oxygen. And and they came to me and they were like, they called me up and they were like, so we want you to change your look. And I was like, my look? Like, I, I mean, this is my look, right? They were like, we want you to straighten your hair. We want you to lose some weight. And we want to, like, change the way you dress. And I was like, well, that's insane. Because I, but I, but of course you're like, okay, I just want to keep my job. So there's, like, video. I'm sure there's footage, but it's of me during, the, like, the reunion special. So I changed my whole look. They blow dry my hair. I'm, like, trying. To, I was trying to lose weight for the thing. I'm wearing, like, leggings and, like, a loose fit dress rather than my, like. Even though you acquiesced, how did you feel inside about horrible. that? Horrible. Right. I mean, I felt I felt so horrible. I remember dri- I was I was driving into, like, a Barney's. You know when they do those, like, outlet center sales? And it's, like, you go to, like, almost like a hangar. And you're, like, yes. oh, my God, Barney's doing this huge, In like. Santa Monica. Yes, hanger. the Santa yes. Monica hangar, and you yes. go to the party sales. And, yes. there, and this woman said to me, "And you have to change in front yeah, of everyone. You, you wear, you go wearing a tank top and leggings, yes. so you can just do it. And you're yes. trying on like evening gowns, and you don't care." So I loved, I loved going, and I was pulling. I mean, I remember it so well. I was pulling into that, and she's like, "We just want your your look to be a little more current." And I was like, "Current? Like I'm as current as there is now?" No, I completely dress like my own style, obviously, but in my mind, it felt very current. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that one really, that one threw me. Like that one was like that was hard. As because, a result of it, how did you go further on? I mean, did you, um, did that pop in your head each time you had a job? No, because I went and did a horrible job being the person they wanted me to be, and I realized no, what I did and what I bring is me, and they're hiring me, and like, and 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 on that job, the second season came back, and they they didn't bring me back, they didn't hire me back, and they hired Mel B, who by the way is an amazing talk show, like she's an amazing host, like Mel B, like if you just said we're hiring Mel B because she's an amazing host, no, like I got nothing for you, you're right. Mel B is an amazing host, but they were like, "We're gonna hire her because she's more relatable than you." And I was like, "That's what like they said at the Mel B and I was is like, more you relatable scary? than you." Yeah, I was like, "Scary Spice is more relatable <laughs> than like cute chubby Marissa." I was like, "I don't think so," but so that kind of like fell by the wayside. And then I, I did I, you go on a diet and try to lose weight oh, for them? Oh. Yes, of course. Because you did say I read you're a calorie counter. Are oh, you let's still be clear. a calorie counter? Let's be clear. Just because I'm okay with being at where I am, I'm always like, well, that's not true. Half the time I'm like, who cares? But I'll, And I'm going to eat all the chips in the house. Like, that's it. <laughs> like, like, literally on Big Brother, there's more footage of me pouring Doritos down my throat than anything else. But, But I also, like, go through these stunts where overachiever happens and I'm like, 
I'm going to go on a diet. And then I go completely to the dark side, right? Where I'm like, there's no middle ground for me. So then I, and I have done it where I've lost 80 pounds, completely healthy in the sense of I'm eating 1,200 calories. I'm working out three times a day. I'm completely neurotic. No fad diet, in other words. Yeah, no, like I've never tried. I mean, look, I, I know the math. Like I'm a math person. So like, you know the math. Calories in, calories burnt. There, That's there is no there is and every no diet other. at the end of the day and like All I would write calories. a book about this every diet Weight Why Watchers Why don't you write a book about I know, it? I should I should write a book about you it. You really should. But it's it's everything is all the diets equal the same at the end. They're probably going to say, don't have sugar, don't have gluten, don't have dairy. Like, at the end of the day, count your, like, and even if they don't say count your calories, if you look at what you're eating on, like, Weight Watchers, they're like, all the vegetables you want. Well, yeah, because there's really no calories and it's all healthy, right? Right. So, it, it always evens out the same thing. So, I'm a calorie counter because that's what works for me. Every every diet will work if you follow the rules, but the rules always are going to be in but this calories doesn't in, sound calories like burned. a diet. This sounds like a way of life for you. Yes. And oh, that is much healthier, I well, think. Well, yeah, but when I don't do it, it's well, not healthy because then I'm that. like, there's so many calories in and zero <laughs> calories burned. Like, that's like, that's my happy place, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, that is. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So we're back and uh, we're talking to uh, Marissa Jared Winokur. Winokur? How do you say your name? I say it Winokur. Winokur. That's how I say it. Half of my relatives say Winokur, half say Winokur. So it's literally. I like, like to say I don't it care. like you. Thank Winoker. you. Winoker. Winoker. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's move on uh, from the calorie counting because now I'm worried about what I've eaten already today. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I'm like a savant. Like I'm literally like yeah. I'm a savant with that. And um, let's talk about that. You leave the hairspray, but then you come back again yeah. in 2009, yeah. and you stay till it closes. Yeah. Harvey Firestein and I both did. Genius. Yeah. Did we, you enjoy it more the second time? Oh, one one thousand percent. Um, because the, the hairspray was, was so much more to me than just a Broadway show, right? Let's like, like it was. In my opinion, you're the reason hairspray became so popular. Oh, thank In you. In my opinion, thank you. It was your character thank and you. your and your performance. Thank you. I. It was so. It was so in line. Like I always say, like if it's in line with your spirit and like everything lines up, it's the right. It's right. And that show for me, like, like I, I mean, when we were talking about cancer, it's like I didn't even tell like the press about that because I didn't want people to come and see the show and be like, oh my god, that girl had cancer last year. You know what I mean? Like I just wanted them to love Tracy Turnblad. Like yeah. it was not about me being ashamed or embarrassed. It was genuinely I was like, just come and you love the show. You were protecting, protecting Tracy. Yes. And I remember, you know, when and so when we we went back and closed it, Harvey and I did, and I had at that time now had my son was six months old. So now it was and like, is it true your husband delivered your son? Well, yeah, we were both. I mean, he did more than me. I was trying not to pass out. Let's be clear, but <laughs> like. It's a, it's a, some women are magnificent creatures. <laughs> like, and, and I, I will never, I mean, I, I don't, it's almost like I went black because I don't even know. You start to think of that movie, right? Uh, Gone with the Wind. I ain't birthing no babies. Oh, exactly. <laughs> and I certainly, I, I was, I held her, I sat up the, the top of the bed and, and hold our surrogate's hand and my husband was helping the doctors. I was, I was not. Um, and, and that carried on to today as a mother. I'm not very helpful, but, um, <laughs> all right, so, so, so he was Zeb. Is that so his Zeb, name? Yeah, six months old. Zeb, he was six months old. And my and at the last curtain call, my um, niece, who is a costume designer, she made like the Link Larkin costume for my like little six month old oh. baby. And they like passed him up to me for the final curtain call. I mean, oh. it was such a full circle for me, just because it wasn't. I, here's the truth: had I not had cancer before hairspray. 
I probably would not have appreciated and understood how much hairspray because I didn't care about the Tonys. I didn't care about the awards. Honestly, like, I mean, now I'm so glad I have it and glad I, I worked my butt off to get it. But at the time, I was just like, oh, my God, last year, this is like, I'm so glad my parents were al- are alive. I'm so glad they get to see this. I'm glad that they were, you know, they were terrified. I had cancer. Their daughter had cancer. And then they got, you know, a year later, I'm accepting a Tony Award, you know. Um, so, like, that was all so much and then to go be able to go back when it wasn't so important every word was so important you know what I mean like and by then I had done and then you could relax and have a little Absolutely. more fun and then not only did you come back a second time you did it at the Hollywood <gasps> Bowl a now third that time. was the Hollywood Bowl I know I say hairspray is the gift that keeps on giving so no I got to do it at the Hollywood Bowl <laughs> Harvey and I did it at the Hollywood yes. Bowl together and I did it with Nick Jonas so I got to make out with Nick Jonas oh what? I did not realize you oh. did hairspray with Nick Jonas and I also have a little mini hairspray thing oh that I actually auditioned for something in high school with the I don't even remember the name of the song now but the world keeps spinning around <laughs> you can't I, stop the beat yeah you yes. can't stop the beat I auditioned with that song that's a hard then. song to use she as an audition sing. yeah but that's still like that's a fast I, song I, I was auditioning for Thoroughly Modern Millie oh all right, yeah. well, that's a good one to sing yeah, then. Yes, so. I mean, because those are both hard shows. But yeah, but I, and I love your How did you do? And she's a Joe Bro freak. I got, a, I got a part in it. Good, yeah, good, good, I wasn't good. a main or lead or anything. I was yeah, yeah. kind of young, but yeah, yeah, it was fun. But good. I love Nick Jonas. Yeah, back to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you, I wish you could see her face. Her face is bright red. I know, I mean, really red. He's right so sweet. Him. He was so sweet. I loved it so much. Like, I loved it so much. And I was so impressed by him just because he would literally, like, because, you know, he's diabetic and he would literally, like, take off his, like, diabetes pump to do like a, a big flop you know like to do a flip on and then he would run off and put it back in I was like you're awesome and he and and he was just so sweet and lovely so I got to do it with him which was great um hairspray I mean it literally that was that was my if you want to know like what was your favorite time doing hairspray hairspray at the Hollywood Bowl checked off every dream every goal everything that I've ever done and that I mean I put that Tracy Turnblad costume back on and the last night it was like over I was like I went outside and signed autographs in my Tracy Turnblad costume you guys I was like completely a, a crazy you think person it's the last time you're ever going to wear that well, it's in my closet, so... No, no, no. <laughs> so the answer is no. No, no, no. I, I don't I mean, mean in your real life. I mean on stage. My husband and I like to play a little Tracy Turnblad Link Larkin game. Oh my God. I, mean, I would give anything to see that. <laughs> I mean, we should do like a little like comedy video about that, right? Yeah. I should totally do that. That would be so funny. Or I like go to birthday parties and I'm like putting the Tracy Turnblad costume on. Like you are hey. hilarious. Um, that but was everything. On stage, on stage, that was everything. That, but you're that not. Everything. You're not going to do it again, are you? If I'm, they bring it back, I am. I don't know how. I'm over forty years old. Yeah, she, but you look like she you're twenty. Is Sixteen so. years old. I know, old. but you look really young. You look young. You really you do. I mean, you really young. You do. I mean, that, and your personality. I got a face so for radio. Um, <laughs> that's my that's line. Li- I, I'm like that's like literally the oldest joke. I literally just turned it. Everyone's like, yeah, she's old. I think she's sixty. Um, they, uh, that was the bad. And I, I literally cried. I mean, when that one that show was over, I was like, I, I'm never gonna do this. And people are like, you're going to do. All, like you're gonna come and do the Hollywood Bowl again. I'm like, but not as Tracy Turnblad. Like it was, it was like better than doing like my one woman show. You that know what I mean? So like that incredible. was the most magical time of my life. Well, thank goodness yeah. for that. All right. So you mentioned earlier you did Dancing with the Stars, but you didn't just do one reality show. You did two reality shows, Big Brother, and you won. I can you believe that? And you said you did it for your son. I did. But you were also a huge fan. Yeah. So I lied. About my- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just made my son feel like I was doing it for him, so he'd let me go away for 30 days. Because you did say it was a dream come true. And I know, but like, and also in the house, my game was, this is just for my kid. I don't even care if I win. Oh my God, I'm so Wait rich. Wait a minute. Oh, so totally. that was all a lie? I, I was, it was all a game. Yeah. Oh, I love oh no, 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 no. Like, that was all a lie. Like, I was all a lie. But like, you, I, you continued that lie after you won when yeah, they were interviewing you. Yeah, because how do you, at that point, then you're like, oh, you no, say everyone's going to hate. the game. No. I lied. I, here's the truth. I the way I the reason I was able to do it was because it was my son's favorite show so there was no fight because I, I hadn't even gone away from him for a week at that time you know now I'm like bye bye yeah. 
And in Big Brother, you have to live in that house. Yes, I live. Is it 30 days? Mine was just for 30 days. The real Big Brother proper is 90 days. Which I just wish I had that. Really? (laughs) As a mom, I think every mom can understand the idea of going away for 90 days and like not having your husband ask you like, where is the bananas? Like right there. Like where's the milk? Well, where do you think milk is? Under M. Yeah. Under M. Exactly. In the refrigerator. Um, So no, no, no. I don't think I really like could do 90 days really no, but like I loved it so much really here's the really what interesting what goes on in that house that we don't get to see on the feed or just in America oh, there's nothing if you're watching the live feeds you're yeah. seeing it so there's always like these people who are like the producers are telling no 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 no. you speak to a camera you don't even speak to a human you don't see another human from outside the game you don't see a producer you hear their voices and their questions are like like there was definitely a time where the they asked me like so now you're teaming up with you know James and Mark and I and I'm of course a smart player and was like if I say that right now the girls will go home and be like oh she teamed up with the boys and I was like no I won't, I'm just with the girls and then they would be like okay then tell us about the girls like they didn't the producers do not help you they do not make you say anything like sometimes yes they'll make me say like the rules of the game again they'll be like can you just talk me I'm gonna feed you the lines for the game right okay but in other words they're not feeding you your storyline they're not feeding you and like they don't tell you anything I mean a smart person can be like I was in the diary room and they asked me and they said oh tell us about you and Ross trying to do the cleaning so that I'm a smart person I'm like well they must have thought that was funny so Ross let's clean up the living room you know what I mean like like I'm not a moron like I can tell like what their storylines are Matthews is who she's talking about But by the way, uh, anything romantically go on in that house? <laughs> no, we well, were not all, you. You're married. Like, yeah, but, but so what? Right? No, um, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Nobody was my type, and James was too young. I mean, um, what, who was like, who was like farting? Who was like doing crazy things in there? Nobody. Like it was one of those weird. I mean, like how boring? It was really boring in that sense. Like our season was much more boring than season two, right? So had I seen season two where everybody was like fighting, it was much more like Housewives. I couldn't. My my. Spirit would not have, I would have been too scared to go into that house. Whereas, like, our house was definitely like a family friendly show, and like, it really was. Like, everybody was married pretty much, except for James and Ari, who. And Ross, he and, wasn't married. He had a boyfriend, he, but he was. Yeah, but he had a boyfriend who he'd been Salvador, with for 10 been, years, yes, right? Yes. I mean, they've recently split up, up, but yeah. like, they're, but amicably. Is that a yes, word? Did yes, I say that right? right? It's <gasps> very true. That was like a four syllable word. I said amicably. <laughs> oh, see, now I can't do it again. Nope, don't try. Don't, see, I tried to be fancy. So, no, there was no romantic. Like, I mean, Matt. Meta, Meta, Meta World Peace slash Ron Artez like really was missing his his wife. He wanted to leave. Yeah, he I wanted saw to leave. He was ready to get out of there. He wanted to leave. And what you guys didn't see was like even in the live feeds, they didn't show the first. 10 days, which is a long time for only when we're only 30 days. So he was really wanting to leave. And I was like, everybody, we should let him leave. And all everybody's like, no, if he wants to leave today, imagine how much he's going to want to leave tomorrow. And I was like, wait, let's just let Ron leave. I mean, Meta leave. Like, let Meta go. Like, this is crazy. I was watching that. You could see he was not having it. He was not having it. But then, (laughs) I I mean, in, in good gameplay, though, when we did need him to leave and keep Brandy for me and Ross... It did work out. It like sure they did. were, they were right about that. It sure did. So you've done, I think, every Everything. job in the whole yeah. world. Because then I don't know what happened. So you're going to tell us. But for one minute, I thought I saw you as one of the hosts on the talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did I not see <laughs> I your name? Oh my god, you guys! Picture when come you up? talk about my career, it seems so neuro- like like erratic. Like it's like there's no there's no method to my well, madness. There doesn't have to be method. You just need to keep working and that's doing things you I, love. That's how I kind of feel. And I feel that's correct. Yes. But what happened there? Because yeah. you were there and then you weren't. Okay. So I was there. For, I was one of the original hosts. Correct. So what happened there was I was hired on when it was like here are the, the you know I always called it the big girl table because I never really got to sit at the big girl table. I never saw you there. Exactly. So <laughs> I was like I was like the field producer. I don't know what I was. I was like Twitter Tuesday and I would sit in the audience but I was like I'm getting I don't know like it seems to work out so um but I was one of the original like when there was only going to be five right it was only going to be five it was only going to be five and then Leah Remini's like deal was she had a deal at ABC and then her deal went away and then she CBS of course loves her because they've worked with they her didn't for, love her that much they fired her and Holly Robinson after the first season they did I didn't even make it through the first season oh, though. <laughs> so so but they 
love I go back all the time like I like actually have a fabulous I mean obviously they like put me on well see like at the time like Julie's like Marissa loves Big Brother I was the very first person to be Is hired that how you got hooked on up? Big Brother yeah because she had that told that Julie Chen moon vest I love my Julie Chen moon vest I love her I love her I love her not one bad thing to say about her but I had a great listen my time at the talk was amazing and it also was like oh had you when you let me at the big girls table I had a lot of fun but other than that I was kind of like well do you guys need me to come in tomorrow okay like it was fun it was fine All right, and so I had blonde hair I was like very blonde and very like talk show hosty and I tried now I had read that you said you left the show to focus on a clothing line yeah, so, is that true well I mean I left the show because I was fired but <laughs> but I had a great story right <laughs> I, had, I had other things lined up at the time so we we leaned on that I like that I mean I was I was fired I didn't leave on my own this is um, a good spin yeah, this is a very I took a, good spin I took a really good spin I had at the time I had a network very excited to shoot a reality show where I was starting my own plus size clothing line and that's literally has always been a dream of mine like and that was and that was in 2010 so that was what happened to that well it was before I mean like it was that it was what happened to that I don't know the company like the everything's different now than it was then okay so we need to redo that go back and get yourself a plus exactly but but, like they were like no one wants a plus size clothing line this was in 2010 and I would say like well you walk into a you know you walk into a Bloomingdale's and if you want to find anywhere, if you want to find the plus size clothing line, like the sizes, you're literally like, you are looking, you're like, where is the the dark racks where no, but where it's like a, you know, like you can't find it. It's like you have to go like travel through, you know, like a, you know, a desert to find the plus size clothing line. And when you do, it's literally like just like dirty racks that are like falling down and they're just moo-moos. They're just fabrics, right? Like, and lots of patterns because, you know, big girls want to wear big patterns. No, we just want normal clothes like everybody else. Um, but there. There are a few plus size so, models that do have clothing yeah, lines. Yeah, so now that was 2010. So, yeah. and I say that back in 2010, you look, there was nobody. You were ahead of your game. I was. I always am. Darn it. Darn it. So, darn it. Darn it. So then I, <laughs> so we had a company. We were about to manufacture. We were about to do a show. And then, like, then the show didn't want to do it. And then the men, like, it's just like everything fell apart. Well, I think it's time to uh, re. Yeah. re uh, yeah, why yeah, not? Redirect right I, back. What I need there. to do is find, like, what people are doing and then find the thing they're not doing, right? I would do, if it was me, I would do a plus size leisure line. Oh, yeah, because let's be clear. No. We all live in Lululemon. I mean, right? Because it so stretches. That's, that's why I would do. But, <laughs> yes. you know. All right. Then you did a children's music album. Well, I never finished it, but but I did. I was but on you a lot. The songs, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And I did, and I actually did the songs on other people's children's al- on other people's albums because it just was easier. And you got to sing with Kermit. I did. Oh my god, I just Rainbow did that. Connection. That was like amazing. And see, and I sung that on the talk. See, they oh, love me there, even though they fired me. I just love that you sang with Kermit. I did. That was. It was a that was see like what I I really feel Special, like I'm like right? when I feel like I say like oh my god that was a dream come true or that was my favorite job like at the time every job is my favorite job every dream I feel like I fulfill dreams every time I work That's like so I fabulous. and I really do like when you're saying I'm like when you put it all like this I'm like wait I just said that was my favorite job but singing with Kermit was outrageous that you also uh, said one of your other favorite uh, jobs was directing a local show bride oh my god that see that was my favorite job (laughs) no i think if you try a lot of things like that that job was just outrageous i loved i love directing um that's your career goal right to direct musical to do musical theater to direct musical theater and i really and i've taken those girls all those girls that i put in bridesmaids have now their careers are all like I put these girls in bridesmaids and I and and they all say this isn't me being like I'm mentoring them like I really mentor them I mean I like I'm like this is why like this is why you're not working as much as you should and let's figure that out because I can I can see it because I'm I've been in the business for so long now and you know one of the girls is on that new show um Oh my gosh! And see now I'm horrible, but they're like everybody's working. That's everybody's a good thing. everybody's working, and you're paying they're it forward totally. You're paying and I love and I love working with women. And you were just on just a couple weeks ago. I watched and laughed my ass off on Family Feud. Oh my gosh! What the heck was that I mean, line? What happened? Okay, what went on? So so it was Celebrity Family Feud, and we were playing against Cameron Manheim's family. Who you were at her wedding? She was at your wedding. Yeah, I don't we've know. been friends. Was, I know yeah. he was like, this isn't how Celebrity Family. This isn't how Family no, Feud you're goes. Not you're not supposed to hug each other. You're <laughs> supposed to fight. I'm like, well, we're never going to fight, you know? There, listen, there was so many, I mean, one of the questions literally was, um, what ha- what does a man do on his way home? Like, what does he buy on the way home from a bad date? And, you know, and I was like, 
hooker, you know, or prostitute, you know, but I felt like, but I'm, I'm so PC. I know it seems so weird, but I like have grown up in like that world of like, just keep it clean. Don't talk politics. Just be like, you know, don't swear that even well, saying hooker prosti- is not political. Well, I said prostitute and it was, he just, oh, so I saw Steve Harvey turned around. And he went, Whoa. Yeah. He couldn't believe I said it. Honestly, I think is what happened. Yeah. He's heard worse. Trust me. Yeah. But All every right. question was, Setting it's me up. Dirty. It's it's always setting That's you up. That's what he wants. He That's wants the dirty absolute, answers. And we want That's, that as the audience. Of course you do. But I felt like I was like a sitcom character, like on Family Feud. It, it was like I couldn't believe my brother was there and my niece Your was there. Was really smart. My brother. He was, he was kicking butt. Yeah, he was. I was, yeah. I was impressed with yeah. him. All right, um, let's talk about your project at Netflix. Yeah. Tell us all about that. Okay, so so this is just so much fun because it's a dance movie. And it's called Feel the Beat. It changed from when I first got it, so I, I knew. And well, they have in, in our industry, they have what's called a working title. Yeah, so and that's the they, working title right yeah, now. And then they change it sometimes. And the star of it is from The Descendants, uh, and her name's Sophia, what's her Carson. And see, I'm like so bad with, I'm great with first names, bad with last names. Sophia Carson from The Descendants, and she's so great. And um, and I went, I, I mean, what's great is I get to play myself, and here's the really good news. Nobody asked you to change or lose they, weight or anything? Not only were they like, we want you, they were like, we want more of you. We want like, they were like. Bag of chips, exactly, aisle one. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> they were like, more hair, tighter dress, more makeup. It was literally the best costume I've ever like, I couldn't believe it because I usually show up to a wardrobe fitting and I'm going to be totally honest. I show up to a wardrobe fitting and it's like dresses that are like three sizes too big. You say you're like, I'm a 14. They're like, I don't know what to do with all of that. And they bring like the worst clothing, right? Ugh. Like no brands. like only, And you're like, you know that every brand you have in a size two, they also make it in a size 14. It's a shocker, but it is true. <laughs> like you can even probably get a 16 in that dress, you know, or like any dress you get in well, an extra small. designers are being generous. Thank now. you. Yes. And fashion people in wardrobe now are also being generous, yes. thankfully. I've had a long run with wardrobe, so I always bring my own stuff. And even in this movie, I brought three of my own dresses because I was like, they're never going to pull something good for me. You and I have the same jacket. She's wearing Again. the jean jacket that I uh, just bought. I bought two of them. Oh, I love I them. I bought two of them because I, I love, love it so much. I love them. And then I bought it also. This is a dark. I'm wearing the dark jean jacket. Yes. Then they have the light version. I got that one and the white one. Whoa. Ooh. But I got Whoa. two jean ones because I was like, I'm going to like put um, patches. Yeah, like stuff all over it. It's so and, cute. But I have it. So, so cute. So this movie is great. What I love about it is, well, A, I love, I love Netflix. I was so happy to- When, like, when does the movie drop? I, probably, I mean, I'm going to guess, I would say it would drop in like eight months. Okay. Right? Like six months, eight months. Like okay. we're still filming. I still go back. Oh, I, you're still I, working yeah. on like, it. Like I go back next week to do another, a couple more days. Where do they shoot it? Canada? Toronto. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a big dance movie, which was so awesome because there were so many little kids because it's like a kid's, like it's a dance movie. And I really think this is going to be like, you know, like high school musical. Like it's going to oh. be like that. Like kids are going to kids, teens, adults, and there's so much great comedy and like, and I, What's I, your I, character in the movie? Well, the I'm movie? playing myself because oh, right. there's like Hello. a contest and I'm like a judge, but I also have some great moments with, um, with with people, I don't want to spoil it, but I have I have some great moments that I'm are so, that are I'm Marissa so to the Marissa to the ten, and, you know. And you're most proud that there was a woman director. Yes, yes there was tell, a woman director. She was amazing. I, you look, I I've just recently, I, I mean. I think we're all getting on board with the whole, like, we need, you know, it just everything needs to be equal. Like, it can be a man, but it would be nice if it's a woman also. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I've come from, I've been around for so long, as my, as you all just heard. I've literally, <laughs> I, I started TV. She crammed yeah. this whole career in four minutes, so I, don't worry about like, it. Like, I was around when the talkies first came out. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like... I, I'm from a time where there were no female writers. There were no female directors. There was nobody, you know, on staff that was like, well, this is what a woman would sound like, you know? So, so I really appreciate now that people are at least, you know, I mean, it, it's insane that we have to say to a writer's room, you have to have a woman in there. Well, of course you do. You need diversity. Like diversity is what it's all about. Also, if you're writing a character that's a woman, you need a woman to tell you what that character would do. Yes. Hello. Because if men knew what women would do, they would do things much differently. This is why they can't deliver babies. You understand? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, on the other side of the spectrum, was the one who couldn't deliver the baby. Well, but you had a good reason. I spazzed. You had a good reason. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I loved where, I mean, like, and just having a woman director, I don't know. It 
just I've recently been very lucky to have a few women director where I, directors where I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, it's just and respectful and and women and nobody's yelling. I don't know. Not that all men yell. That's also a horrible. Oh, some yeah. some women do. Some yell women. On the some set yes, too. correct. Correct. Yeah. So I mean, you you know, listen. That it's just nice to have a woman's perspective, and it's That's nice. What I and think. it's nice for the studio and the network and the to producers to be like, we have a woman at the top. Like, I think it's good for. I, I personally was like happy that all those little girls that are dancing in this movie, or all these little girls that are the actors, because there's a lot of younger. Do they know kids who in you it. are? Did they? Oh see? yeah. yeah okay. I mean, these are like dan- These are kids who are like, I've I've danced to your music before you were. You know, they're basically yeah. like when I started dancing, I was dancing to. You. I was like, oh, that was t- you know, 15 years after I did that song, but great. Like I'm your eight, you know. Yeah. Um, but. I liked letting them see. You know, it's like important for little girls to see women in charge that you can dream bigger than just being the assistant. Because you didn't have that growing no. up. So it didn't even occur to me that right. I could well, do we that. didn't know any different, you yeah. know, until later on. Yeah. And so uh, after you finish with this movie, what what's your aspiration? What, what do you want to do? <laughs> what's my dreams and yeah, goals? What do you, I mean, I know one of your goals is the musical theater. Yeah. But what yeah, I look. I'll. I'll. I want to go back to Broadway as soon as they. You know, as soon as I can make it happen. It, it has been hard. I. I totally. I admit and take the blame when people are like, "Why aren't you doing Broadway?" I'm like, I also have this 11 year old. You know, he's only 11, and children are only young ones. So like, my feeling was. I wanted to keep him. St- you mean you, know, you don't st- want to travel all over the world no. and leave him at home? I had a lot of mommy <laughs> issues because my parents were never around. So I try to like. So unfortunately, I've gone the other route and I smother him completely. He's like, "It's time for you to go back to New York, mommy." What, yeah. What about um, revisiting the talk show? I mean, we've got Kelly Clarkson it's, coming. I know. And you I love Kelly Clarkson. Me. Well, you remind me a lot of her. I love. Thank you. My son says that as well. You do. <laughs> the voice. My son's always like, "You're like the Kelly Clarkson of the show." I'm like, "Yeah, that, you that makes sense." You kind of are, and I I don't know right now. It seems like the time to have someone yeah. with your vivacious personality and so yeah. pure. I think that I think my my look my 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 if I could say like okay tomorrow what's your dream job? My dream job would be like a, a half hour dramedy, like not not straight up sitcom, but not straight up you know, but not drama drama like I like like I always say that what are like, your favorite shows on television well now? I loved Fleabag I loved Fleabag so much I loved 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 I mean I, I liked Russian Doll like I always like the dark comedies like I really do I like the smart comedies yes you know? I like the smart um, comedies I like, too I liked um, Dead to Me I love my favorite right like if you haven't seen that go, Christina I, Applegate I love, rules, rules in that and that, those, that was one show that I was like oh I wish I was on this show and that I doesn't happen a lot I that thing in one literally day. one minute one, I mean yeah. I couldn't Stop. And I, I want and I want to watch it again because I know I missed stuff because I watched it all in one day. It was really brilliant. So those are like the type of shows. And I always say like basically with me because I'm not your typical leading lady, right? So and I go back because I'm I'm old. I go back to being like if I was Ally McBeal, you would literally watch that show and be like, oh, is she is she going to be okay? You know, like you we always knew that Calissa Flockhart was going to find a new man and like Sex and the City. We always knew, you know, just whether, whether Sarah, Big would be there. We knew or, yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker was going to be fine. Like yeah. it's By Sarah Wait, speaking of that, has anyone seen Chris Noth recently? No. Oh, my God. He has earned his name, Mr. Big. <gasps> oh, Mr. Big no. has found the bag of chips. Well, you know what? Then he can come over and hang out and watch TV with me. <laughs> like, I'll still take Mr. Big. I'm okay. I uh, ran into him the other day oh. and literally could not even recognize him. But I think that people do that with me. It's not so funny. I'm like when you I get look exactly the same. Thank to me you. But I feel like people like the minute ago. I leave, they're like, "Wow, she really, she really chunked it in." Or, no. or yeah. But uh, we're going to be the complete opposite, yeah. and we're going to be talking about your cat ears for the next year. Yes, <laughs> I was just about. To I know. I well, have we're going to be everybody that's listening will be able to see because we're going to take a picture, Great. and they're going to see the cat ears. It's very uh, a reminder of, and I'm wondering if Jojo, the little YouTube girl <gasps> with the bows, oh. hadn't. Sessed you out and found your hair accessories. Maybe. Because you were the first one, if I can remember, with those little bows I, in your hair. I've been doing I've been doing bows and clips. I used to make my own. I would go to the craft store and get like Barbie doll heads and well, put them in my hair. she has her own line now. Of course she does. Okay. But I don't have 8 million or probably 18 million YouTube fans. Well, we can make that happen. Thank you. We can try. Okay. We can try. <laughs> okay. You all can right, all have well, cat ears. This has been unbelievably fun for me. I adore you. Thank you. You are just adorable. I don't care what you think. 
think you look fabulous. Thank you. And I want to see, this is what I want. Okay. I want a book okay. that you teach people how to count the calories properly. Yeah. I want to see a plus size line okay. for you. Yep. And honestly, a talk show at some point. Yeah. That'll keep you home with your 11-year-old and you won't have to travel. And when your kid is 15, 16, go back to right. Broadway. Right. It'll still be there. Yeah. It's oh, that's what, I, that's what I tell everybody. It's always going to be there. I can go when he goes to college. I'll move back to New York. I mean, yeah. you are a star. Because that's where he'll go to college. Ah! No. <laughs> You're going to New York. I was like, well, you're, you're going, going to go to NYU, NYU, and Mommy's going to go back to Broadway now, and we'll just share an apartment. It'll be so fun. Well, I have to say, we're looking forward to your Netflix movie. Thank Again, you. the name of the movie is? Feel the Beat. Feel the Beat, and we are going to feel the beat. Uh, give out your social media handle so people can follow you yep. and, and say things to you. Yeah, you can say things to me, nice things. On Instagram, Marissa Jarrett Winoker. On Twitter, Marissa J. Winoker. There you go. Well, this has been fantastic. Thank, thank you. you so much thank for you coming so much. in. Thank you, thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.